and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and writers get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, your resident writer and podcaster from such shows as I'm going to podcast a difficulty class, as well as the content designer for Isle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. And with me each week are two amazing people who are... I'm Aaron M. Evans. I write fantasy novels. I'm best known for the Brimstone Angel saga. That is uncorrect, and, oh, Sorry, uncorrect. I went into autopilot. I went fully into autopilot. I'm best right. known for Empire of Exiles. Yeah. And also Brimstone Angels. Also Angels. You know what I mean? Mm. Although so, I, I will I, say I, this. Uh, Empire of Exiles now has more ratings on Goodreads than uh, The Devil You Know. So hey. it's, it's, climbing, hey. it's climbing the popularity rank, I guess. Heck yeah. Hey. Little mini milestone. Yeah. I knocked that. over my picture of Marcus Aurelius. That's what I really like. <laughs> I, I do. I do. No, I keep him there with me. Like he's always with me. He's just like, hey, he's bro, always hey, with what's me. Up? Yeah. He, you know. You know. You know what. He, you know what Marcus just say. He's like, uh, maybe relax. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the emperor's advice at any given moment. If I could, I would, Marcus. <laughs> he, he's like, oh, that's real rough. You got a plague ravaging your empire. No. <laughs> Germanic I mean, tribes did. assaulting the northern border. That's. No? Yeah. No, that must be real rough though. Please, please. Uh, you know, eat half an edible and continue to tell me about <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, B. Dave Walters, that's what I do. I uh I I, I, I uh, vaguely uh, anthropomorphize uh, stoic emperors in there. I won't say disappointment. He wouldn't be disappointed, but he's just like, bro, maybe maybe it's not so bad. I'm just Yeah. You know, maybe, huh? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe you're at a ten and you need to be at like a three. <laughs> no. but uh i have a very pretty pink shirt on and i'm uh, shotgun and sangria to the dome so it's uh <laughs> it's a good night it's a good night good night you're in also 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 as of the time of this recording yesterday was aaron's birthday happy birthday <laughs> to aaron yeah I, I I already sang, so if I if I do it now, it would just be gratuitous. Yes, it would be gratuitous for me yes. and also Trevor. Yes. That is true. Also I was for you and Trevor. Yes, that is true. Well, Trevor gets birthday songs too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but I think I, 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 it's like I, I do, but it's like you know how just now they they that the copyright on the Happy Birthday song lapsed. So yeah. right. the reason why every restaurant you went to sang yep. different songs is legally. Yeah. Wasn't was it Warner Brothers that had the rights to it? I heard oh. Michael Jackson owned them for a long time. It was weird. It was like it was definitely something where like someone who did not write that song had purchased but, it. Well, there were rights Several in theory. Times. Like like yeah. nobody was gonna like knock on a kid's birthday party, but theoretically <laughs> if like Chili's or something was singing the happy birthday song, it could have gotten litigious. So when I do sing Trevor's happy birthday song, we're legit going with like the happy, happy birthday, <laughs> Trevor's birthday day, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Warner, Warner Chapel Music owned it. Yeah, that's Warner Brothers. Hey. I was close. I was Look there. at that. The things you learn on a writing podcast. We didn't Indeed. last. In 2015, they declared the copyright invalid, and they had to pay back a bunch of license licensing fees. Oh, jeez. Mm. Interesting. Look at them. Well, that I just will seems tell you, so yes, evil. Like that. This, that is that is a villain right? plot. Where is I'm going to own the birthday song. <laughs> oh, yes. well, somebody, somebody. I don't remember who, but somebody, um, somebody tried to. Uh, copyright the smiley face like you know pre-emoji like you oh, know yeah, the, like, yeah, have yeah. a good day smiley face yeah. somebody tried to be like that's mine and you're like bro i assure you it is <laughs> yeah um although that is still relevant to a, a writing uh writing podcast because one thing i think we can yeah. all agree on is read the fine print <laughs> i did actually give some advice today where someone was asking me if 
if because uh, we talk about changing something 20 percent, and they said if i sang like a parodic version of straight out of compton but it was my D setting would that do you think that would be okay i'm like first of all it's parodic use i think and assuming that you're kind of playing off of the concept and not just using the form but also again there's a de minimis standard if you're not making money and you're tiny probably no one's going to yeah. bother going after you because straight out of Gotham's uh, still up on YouTube. costs more money, right? <laughs> right? Crazy motherfucker named Two-Face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy like me a lot of Sunday. <laughs> I cooked a villain and Batman's a Hyundai. Uh, I'm sorry who, for the people who this is your first episode. <laughs> I'm not. You're welcome. Google this is, straight we gave out you of a Gotham. crash course in what this show is. <laughs> straight out of Gotham. <laughs> oh, now it's going to live on a loop in my head for the rest of the night, by the You're way. You're welcome. That was a special gift for you. <laughs> I get to fall in love all over again. <laughs> I know at some point I'm going to see him laugh because he's watching it on his screen while we're talking. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll know because my lips will start moving along with it. Like, I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad you can't see this, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, uh, so, hey, listeners, uh, how's it going? Uh, we, we were off for a couple of weeks. Sorry about that. But, you know, life happens. Uh, and, but we wanted to uh, come back with uh, a few listener questions because we uh, have a lot of them. Thank you all for sending those in. We really do appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do a couple of listener questions and then uh, a little topic that I think is would be a fun thing to talk about. But it got a roarous laughter when I said it earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mildly self-mocking laughter, you mean? <laughs> Un poquito. Uh, so uh, let's see. Let's start things off with Cameron. Cameron says, hey, all. I've been binging the podcast for the past month. Uh, so my question is a little behind the times, but hopefully still relevant and worthy of a response. Uh, my question is about graphic novels. Uh, but the episode on film scripts had me wondering if there's any sort of guidelines to help with pacing uh, that the script beat calculator B-Dave uh, had. So you, you remember you were showing, oh, yeah. Your, yeah, you uh, gave the website and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm more of a slow, slow form storyteller, uh, like Descender or Something's Killing the Child or Lore Olympus. I don't know. Oh, I know Lore Olympus. Lore Olympus. Mm -hmm. I know that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have it in my living room and I keep forgetting to read it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so while I have a good handle on the overarching, uh, overarching pacing of the larger story, I'm struggling with pacing the individual issues. Uh, mm -hmm. Quicker paced graphic novels often have uh, disorienting jumps between panels, pages, uh, loss, uh, lose all the potential for nuanced dialogue, or have disappointing endings that wrap up so suddenly that it, uh, it feels uh, the, like they chopped off the end in half. Mm -hmm. <laughs> chopped off the end in half to meet the deadline. There we go. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I know plenty of them that i'm just like i've got one page left and we're in we're still in the the big mm -hmm. fight it's like <laughs> i am your father and that is your sister and I, you know what i mean it's like i i activate x and surge exposition <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in trying to avoid those uh, while I'm writing, I hit the motivation sinking road uh, roadblock when I realize my script for pages 16 to 18 and I'm only now wrapping up the uh, chapter setup or in the second or in the second of five scenes I need to get through. Uh, yeah. This is. 
This is just in the writing stage, and I won't. Ah, God dang it! And I won't be the artist. Uh, Trevor uh-huh. and B. Dave, do you have any suggestions on balancing pacing and graphic novels at the chapter level so the story is moving but not rushed dis- slash disorienting, uh, and a nuanced conversation with subtext doesn't take eight pages? I know this is going to come as a complete and total shock, but yes, I've got some thoughts on this. <laughs> um, what? Before I dive in, I will say, besides my pretty pink shirt, this is a, maybe I just haven't seen these beautiful humans in too long, but they both look so nice tonight. Like, Erin's so pretty. Like, she's glowing. Like, I mean, I guess she's had a great birthday. And, like, I did Trevor's my hair because like, a... I was having a weird sensory day. Yeah, his yeah. hair is done. He's got like a really neat, like, like Letterman's jacket on. Like, he's like the hunky quarterback. I, like, I found uh, out I yeah. like varsity uh, uh, jackets recently. They're very nice. It works. It works. You know, the, you're, 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 it's giving football team captain chemistry major <laughs> i see it yeah 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 so anyhow that's how you can tell a visual story in just a few words now i will tell you this uh every comic i've done every graphic novel i've done i literally wrote like film scripts I, I, I paced them out that way. Um, I even formatted them similarly. Comics and graphic novels have some differences in, um, there's not truly a standard. There's just some, some generalities that everybody agrees with, but like the Hollywood standard for scripts is the Hollywood standard. Like they're all the same, or you just radiate, uh, amateur, uh, comics aren't like that. Um, you you include a lot more detail in your uh, descriptions. What I I would so I would say a couple of things. One, lean very heavily on the fact that it is a visual medium. Uh, you're talking about having these nuanced conversations, and as much as I hate it when people say it, it is true. Show don't tell. You know, like instead of having someone say like, I don't know, uh, content warning because this is slightly dark, but I think you'll get the point. Rather than have someone say. Our relationship hasn't been the same since we lost the baby. Mm. Have someone pick up an ultrasound and be looking at it while you're talking and just throw it in the trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you've gotten the exact same thing across while leaning into to the strengths of the medium. Um, what I did uh, for Electropunk and for Dark and Wish, I for both of those things in particular, I envisioned as a five act structure story. So each issue was act one, act two, act three, act four, act five, but then each issue still had to have its act break of a beginning, middle and end that was fulfilling, if that makes sense. So look at it as a longer story, but understand you can't have like an issue or two where it's like lulling in the middle of the second act. Like you still gotta be like popping with something. Um, and if you're saying that you're kind of 16 to 18 pages in and you're still in the setup, I would say, unfortunately, I think you got some bigger structural issues. Um, and also recall it's, as we've said a million times, especially if you're binging this, um, Nobody cares about the 15,000 years of setup. It, it, is, it is really easy to fall in love with your idea of what's interesting. And that's not necessarily what's going to be interesting to the reader. You know, uh, we've been telling 70 years of Batman stories over the fact that his parents got shot in an alley. Like, we're good on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we were leaving Zorro and Joe Cool got got. You know, <laughs> and, you know? and here we are. I'm Batman. You yep. know what I mean? Like, like, like there's a way 
that that you can you can get to the action as soon as possible. That whole in Medius Reyes thing is true. Like get to something happening as quickly as possible. And you again, you have the advantage in this particular medium that people can be talking or thinking while stuff's happening. So I would say the last thing I will do, and I will stop this particular monologue, is everything you're trying to get across, ask yourself how you can do that visually. Like I said about throwing away the ultrasound. Uh, have someone have a scar. Uh, you know, have someone, you know, definitely avert their eyes when someone else is talking. I mean, you you can pack a lot of meaning and data in a panel of a comic book. Uh, mm. So don't think you just have to talk. If you feel like you just have to talk, maybe write a novel instead. And even then, you still don't necessarily want to have 20 pages of exposition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. My experiences with it, like, I haven't sat down to write a graphic novel script. I've sat down to write uh, a series of comics, um, and even with that, like, there, I, there are several um, really good books on comic book writing for for scripts and stuff, um, and they do talk about the ex exactly what you're asking for here with like the 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 beat structure of it, um, where it's just like. This is how many pages a normal comic book is. Here's where you should be uh, hitting your points. Uh, and this is what the, you know, the size story that you're most likely going to get into it. And so I just kind of took that and blocked out in my head like a, like I did, still did it like a novel where I'm like, okay, there's the, I have these chapters in my head that I think I can fit into 30 pages of this comic book and then have that with uh, some revelation at the end and they seem to work out granted i haven't had anyone read them so they could be absolute shit but that is the experience that i have had with them uh writing at least can i have outsider opinions yeah of course i've never written anything i've never oh, written yeah, a comic yeah. right but but here's some like things that cross boundaries like if you're have but between between forms not people anyway um if you're having trouble fitting your story in, it may be a good idea to sit down with a graphic novel you like and sort of like mark mm. out what each panel is doing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what what gets established in each one. Um, I've done this with novels before when I've like really admired, you know, um, what my, the best, the best example that I always go back to is uh, there's a book called The Privilege of the Sword by Ellen Kushner. Um, it does some really beautiful things with point of view. One of the points of view in this is a really distant um, third. So you don't get in anybody's head. You don't get anybody's thoughts. It's hmm. just like observable action. But she chooses actions and and dialogue that express a ton. Mm. And so going through and going, what am I getting out of this line? What am I getting out of this line? What is this choice telling me? Um, can help you kind of drill down into that stuff B. Dave is talking about, about like, what can you show with this image? What can you pack into this dialogue? Um, and that's another thing. Like it is dialogue is works best when it's working on multiple levels. So if you can pack in, you know, everybody is saying something and not saying something else and probably also not saying something that they don't realize they're not saying, but is happening subconsciously. And when you can collapse all three of those into a single line, it's just like magic. Yeah. But knowing that sort of thing about that character can help you choose the most impactful words so that it isn't necessarily about, you know, 
spending pages and pages nailing down all the details it's getting all of the emotional context into each of those lines so that there you get the most bang for your buck um this is a thing that i i have talked about before with novels and like panels and stuff um because i think that's really the key to writing really good dialogue and when you don't have as much page space it's even more important uh so those are my thoughts. I also just, there is a part of me that's like, like I, I do love comics. I love reading graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And I have thought that would be really fun to do. And like, you know, some of these tools that you need, like there are things I feel competent in, mm-hmm. but I have to admit, I look at these like story ideas I have and I'm like, these are not graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And so that might be a question too. Like you're like B. Dave said, like you, maybe you just go write a novel because because they're different media and they have different size stories, different kinds of ideas. If it's something where, you know, like I like to play a lot with sort of uh, what is the shape of the text, right? So we have things like, you know, uh, letters or we have like folktales or we have like changing between these two two tenses to show the distance of time. That's all real cool. It doesn't work in a graphic novel. Like you have to use other tools. And so is replacing those tools changing what it is? So, you know, it might be that you're yet that that it isn't meant to be that, but if it is, those are those things those other guys said are really useful. <laughs> okay, I helped. Mm-hmm. Uh Cameron signs off with uh thanks for helping me smile through the boring uh dust job. B Dave, keep shaming all those pantsers. Don't encourage him. Aaron, keep <sighs> being an awesome girl slash mom boss uh to look up to. And Trevor, <laughs> keep laughing so hard that I worry your lungs will fall right out of your chest. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> hear me out we're joking though but the fact that he's pantsing it bros if i just found your fucking problem okay? no he's not, so, no no he said keep shaming the pantsers oh i thought he said us pantsers no 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 because i found the problem <laughs> i got it yeah all right this next question is from well it's not, it's not really a question it's 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 it's, I, it's an interpretation of something we talked about and i really liked this this is from jeremy uh, this is uh, hello, Knights of the Tangent Table. We, we're getting new ones of these. <laughs> I love them. I love so them good. all. Every single one of them is a win. Uh, I take the reveal should be simultaneously unexpected yet retrospectively inevitable to heart, and I wanted to share a visual metaphor I've conceived to explain this. A proper reveal should be like one of those statues that only comes together and makes sense from a particular point of view. The statue should be visible yet uh, incoherent the whole time. Uh, The whole time it's being constructed, hiding too much uh, to... Uh, hiding too much of it cheapens the reveal. Once it's constructed, a contextual change causes the perspective shift and the proper statue comes into view. Uh, some try to recreate this uh, just by yanking the viewer's perspective, uh, but that's just uh, as much about the construction of the statue as it is about the shift of perspective. Uh, have a fantastic day, pun intended. <laughs> I, like I liked that. that. I thought that was interesting. Yes, definitely. Aaron's thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron's no, I was just face. thinking, you know, part of those statues is like there is the urge in the in the viewer to move around them. Mm-hmm. Like if you just look at it, and you're like, oh, look, some junk hanging around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there is a sense that it isn't that it that it isn't coherent, but it will become coherent. And so you kind of in a way you earn the trust of the viewer that there is more here than necessarily at first glance mm-hmm. and so whoop, there we go there's the thing viewpoint matters etc um so i like that for that piece too because i think that's the other part of it 
that you want you want that revealed to be surprising yet inevitable and you want your reader to come along with you to that point right there's a mm-hmm. there's a piece in here that we don't talk about as much about reader trust and you know giving them the sense that it will be worth it to follow you through this path that we maybe don't know where we're going exactly um to kind of come to the place where it all comes together and makes sense you know yeah. it's uh the all jokes aside when i talk about george r, r. martin's untimely death what i'm really talking about is the death of the trust in him because that's what it was yeah. you know like we, we we thought it was going somewhere and it's not you know and that's uh that is disappointing and heartbreaking yeah this was a i was having this conversation on on um on the discord for dungeon scrollers about um that there's sort of like a spectrum of of reader type and so some readers i think come in and they want to know what's going to happen and this is like people who feel best like reading books they already know mm-hmm. like yep. people who only read that series they know or and then like a step back from it is there are certain genres where the structure is so strict that like you know going in like when the beats are going to land like you know when you pick up a romance novel yeah. kind of the, yep. the the basic beats of how this story is going to unfold you pick we're, up we're a cozy getting, mystery we're getting nipples you know, by page five yeah right? <laughs> and you know that they're going to have a misunderstanding based on their inability to have moved through their internal arcs um and then they will figure it out and come back together and they will have a happily ever after or at least a happily for the foreseeable future Yep. Nobody picks up a romance novel going, I wonder if they're going to end up together. That's not a thing. <laughs> yep. um, mm-hmm. And like, same thing with like a cozy mystery. Like, you know, you're going to meet all of the suspects by a certain point. You know that the first person they go after is going to be the incorrect option. Once they do that, they will realize they've missed some some piece of information or looked at it wrong. Like, this is all mysteries in a way, yep. but cozies, yep. I feel like, are the tightest for this. Yep. And then, and that, and that, and the end, we will solve the mystery, right? Yep. If you're not going to solve the mystery, like this is more of a thriller, um, and so there's going to be like psychological stuff going on. If you if you have a, a mystery and you don't, and it's a mis- you're meant to be a mystery and you don't solve the mystery, everyone's going to be so fucking angry, What's right? Because that's the point What's of these the stories, right? And then on the other side, you get the kind of reader where they want to go in and they want you to lead them along. And it's more like you're jumping in a roller coaster that you don't know anything about. Like one of those ones where you go through a tunnel. Yeah. Hopefully don't end up in a D and D cartoon. But <laughs> like you just Valid. trust that this thing's going to stay on the tracks and it's going to be fun. And you just let the story lead you where it's going. And that takes more trust going in. Um, at, but you have to be able to kind of like let, be relaxed. Like mm-hmm. don't tense up against those turns. And yep. feel your way through the story. And like there's a like like I feel like weirder stuff is over here because it's not leaning on the structure as much. And people who like that feeling of I know what's gonna happen hate the roller coaster. <laughs> like they get so annoyed when things don't hit the beat, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. but it's not that, right? And simultaneously you'll have people be like, it was super predictable. I totally I don't know why anyone reads romance novels because you know it's gonna happen. <sighs> But it's like, okay, yeah. that's not for you, baby doll. That's not what that's for. <laughs> but that's yeah. the kind of a thing too, is kind of go having an understanding of what your readership, what the readership you're looking for is is going to what what they're going to be looking for and what you're giving them, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you can't be sad when people who want to hit the beats the way they know the beats get hit are mad because you didn't. Yeah, or nipples when, by page five. 
right? Or the vice versa. Um, because people pick up the wrong books all the time. Just look at Goodreads. <laughs> this, again, this is the point where I have to say, if you ever want to pick me up of your writing, go read the one-star review of classic literature on Goodreads. Yep. Or people just, like, that have given, like, are so one star. stupid. They don't know what oh. love is. They can't be Please. in love. <laughs> this is supposed it... to be a happy occasion. Like, don't... <laughs> yeah. I love that for when I read a thing and I have that feeling of, oh, God, I'll never be this good. Right? <laughs> I don't... I don't. Everybody but B-Dave has this feeling occasionally. <laughs> Go to Goodreads and see how people... How much people hate that book. Because I guarantee there are people who are like, this was a travesty to the English language. <laughs> While you're sitting there going... God, should I even bother writing? Because I'll never be this good. Other people are like, what a pile of horse shit. <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that. I really never feel that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy for you. And my I, dream is to learn to model that. We love that for you. <laughs> Bottle it and sell it to all of us who have crippling self-doubt. <laughs> Yeah. B Dave branded confidence and it's just you going. True. branded confidence. Like, exactly. Yeah. It would taste like red. It would, it would taste like Red Bull though. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh our our last listener question for this episode uh is another uh from uh Zach who wrote in uh I believe the last time we did a listener episode, which could could have been our last episode. I don't even remember because time is a lie. Uh I but, reject uh, linear time and all the other lies of the Jedi, yes. Uh, Zach's question was about flashbacks. Uh, he says, uh, "Whoa! Thank you for uh, thank you so much for answering my question so quickly. I apologize for not being more clear in my question about flashbacks. My idea was something closer to how the fifth season by N.K. Jameson uh, handles the flashbacks, but I appreciate all the advice." So what you're telling me is we're flashing back to a flashback question? No, no, no. It was just it was just putting that in there to, to thank us. Uh, oh. It says, a uh, question for Trevor that I think breaks into something broader. Uh, have you ever written a character with ADHD? Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do, but people uh, have such deeply ingrained misconceptions. Have any of you had to deal with writing about something that people mostly misunderstand? Uh, thanks again. Keep uh, diving. Oh, keep dividing those oh god what signs by the i don't know what zach what is trying words? to say at the end and my brain's not working right because it's late i'm sure it was funny i'm, I'm just gonna go on to the question um okay so mm -hmm. adhd yeah hey uh if you're new uh, listeners uh, i have adhd and uh if you couldn't tell by now i'm shocked um so yes i have written a character with adhd hilariously i didn't realize i was doing it at the time uh until i sat down and looked at it and went oh wow this dude totally has adhd okay i'm just gonna keep that um and for me it's not um it's 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 one of those things where it's like yeah i, I know there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about it look at the dude from the first fast and the furious movie um that is always my go-to example of like add in media is the dude from fast and the furious that dies in the first movie <laughs> i don't even remember that. They, it man. was it was a dude who really loved cars and he was just really shaky and jittery <laughs> that was like it oh <laughs> yeah. But for me, because I like I live with this stuff, like I, I know how having a constant monologue in my head with uh, only three seconds of a repeating song going on at the same time while remembering that one embarrassing time in third grade all at the same time is just my state of being. Um, and so I 
I can write them <laughs> like that. I, I know how to, I know what to do there to make it uh, feel similar to my experience. Um, so yeah, like that, that one for me is, is an easy one because that's just who I am. <laughs> um, just making bad impulse decisions left and right. Yeah, you know, the, so. Uh, but yeah, for, for y'all, have have you ever written characters with that? Ooh, ooh Aaron, Aaron's got a big smile. I have a good story. So uh, the third book in Brimstone Angels is called The Adversary. Uh, and they joke, so The Adversary is about um, Rita gets kind of, time jumped accidentally she loses sort of seven years of her life and then she ends up working for the villain like in this sort of mm-hmm. um internment camp for chosen and she has to figure out how to how to get around it um but it's also on a sort of subtext level about my uh bout of pretty severe postpartum depression mm-hmm. um so it is you know they face the chosen of Shar, who's the goddess of loss and there's a very like most characters are kind of coping with something that they regret in a way and and have to deal with that and deal with that that feeling of sadness and lowness and just getting past it um and i have seen two two strong reactions to this one is people saying Frida is so fucking whiny in this book mm. and she can't make up her mind and blah, 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 teenage girls. Blah, blah, blah. And um, the other one is this book saved my life. Like mm. this book was exactly what it feels like. And this book meant so much to me. And I'm going to tell you, I care a lot more about that second one. Yeah. There are going to be people who don't get it in the same way that people don't get mental illness or or neurodivergency in general and they can just cope i hope nobody says to their depressed (coughs) friends god you're whiny and indecisive and just suck it up yeah uh because then you're terrible i'm sorry and if you don't like if you can't click with a character doing that then whatever that's that's your business but that's the thing it's like if you're telling something that's authentic then it will show yeah you would you attempting to imply that just get over it is neither useful nor actionable advice. I know this is H- sort Hakuna of wild. Matata. This is sort of wild, but it actually doesn't work. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time, but it actually doesn't work. Also, also just for it's everyone like saying, out there to calm down to a person who's upset. It doesn't work. J- just as a blanket uh, answer for everyone out there, I, I a planner won't work for me. Just as a heads up, so. With the fun cartoon on it, though. Like, <laughs> Banana stickers. Yeah. Bananas. And, Bananas. Yeah. And edibles. Um, yeah. A thousand, a thousand percent to all of that. I, I found, I mean, I do think to a certain extent, you know, the, the author, the artist can only extricate themselves so much from the art, you know? Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Edgar Allan Poe was probably only capable of being so cheerful in his writing, for instance. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, I think things get prickly when you try and call out what you're doing, yes. even if you're doing it as an authority. Yes, that's a good point, too. You know, yeah. I, I think if you're going to write the ADHD character, just write that character. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
like yeah. like I, I i've had times where like i've watched a, a movie or a show and i've been like oh that character is adhd and like they never they don't call attention to that or anything at all that's that's just their character that's just who they are because that's just who they are <laughs> i mean yeah because it's a it's, it's just a beautiful thing about life that we are who we are but also whatever the thing the thing manifests in different ways whatever yeah. the whatever that thing is yeah. um I I, I, I I saw a Reddit Am I the Asshole post today where a <laughs> blind person uh, who just, the nature of their blindness, you know, their eyes look fine. Oh, okay. Um, in, in, but they, they basically have, like, minimum light sensitivity, so, like, they will yeah. look towards things, but it's like, well, they can't see. Yeah. And somebody basically was like, you're not blind because your eyes aren't hazy. And they're like, well, that's not, that's what? not... That isn't how this works. You know what I mean? So in, 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 unfortunately, I will say a good thing and a bad thing about the nature of the internet currently is like to, to use Erin's example carefully and respectfully, of course, that, you know, the, this was her journey into postpartum depression and, and the, the, the path through it. If she had said, this is my journey into postpartum depression, you would have a, a three-pronged fork of the people who one like you said are like this helped me i needed this thank you so much then you have two gross groups yeah. that are kind of the same group yeah. it's like that uh what, what is it that the, the horseshoe of fanaticism where the, you know they they, they pick <laughs> at the end that your 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 experience was invalid because it wasn't like mine yeah. or you know it, it wasn't like my friend my my mother sister girlfriend you know college professor you know what i mean yeah. And yeah. therefore your experience is invalid, you know? Um, so I think, I think, uh, like, I, I think in the last thing I was, if you're telling a story, something like uh, the fault in our stars, which is very much about teenagers having cancer mm -hmm. and confronting yeah. the specter of young mortality. Well then, yeah, you, you do what you got to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm sure there's people that are like, that's not what having cancer is like at all. Like, I, I don't even need to yeah. go to Goodreads to know that, that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but otherwise, I think if yeah. you're just like, this character is depressed, this character's ADHD, you know, th this character is, is neurodivergent. However, just make that character. Yeah. And if you, hopefully it'll shine through and the reader will pick up on what you're trying to do. Uh, the one thing I do want to add here at the end is that if you are going to write something that you don't have or have experienced, please go talk to people who have, pay them for their mm -hmm. time, um, but yeah. uh, don't just rely on a YouTube video because it's it's not going to do it. And and talk to multiple <laughs> yes, people yes, of that thing. Yes. Multiple yeah. people yeah. of that thing. Yeah. You know? Talk to them, read their accounts. Like, there's lots of options here. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think I shared with you all, I, I wrote, I've written a couple of uh, military dramas now, uh, and I wrote one that is basically all about, the subtext is getting over PTSD. Uh, the mm -hmm. dad is, is a Vietnam vet, and uh, the son is a Gulf War vet. Um, I never served, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've been through some shit in my life, but I don't have PTSD. So rather than me try and talk about what that was like, I went and I watched interviews of people talking about it. And I extracted from what they're saying it's like, you know, and that's where the 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 characters talking about what it's like came from real soldiers talking mm -hmm. about what it's like. Um, you know, I talked to actual humans I know that are vets and then just ran some of it past them. I'm like, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, saying this. Is this 
is this all right? You know, first of all, is this, is this disrespectful? You know I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is, is this how you feel? Is it how someone you know feels? You know, is this accurate? Uh, with Electropunk, they're Serbian. I used some, and not only are they Serbian, the story said 1910, so yeah. I need, like, <laughs> period foreign slang. Yeah. Uh, and I, I talked to Serbian friends. I was like, is that is that word? Is that how you'd use that word? Yeah, uh, because all of us know you can talk to someone who speak in English as a second language and what they will say is technically precise, but not how we talk. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm like, Aaron, you're having great beauty today. It's like, yeah, I know what you mean. But <laughs> yeah. Also- yeah, it's, it's not it's not quite it's not quite how we do it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say one more thing. Uh, where there's there's always an exception to the rule when it, like I was saying, like I I hate most I hate when like I have ADD and yeah yeah, yeah. that my exception for that rule of mine is the ADD kid from the movie Accepted. I think that character is absolutely hilarious and completely me unfiltered. The part where the 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 kids are meditating and he goes over, he's like, "Hey, can I join you guys?" And he sits down, he's quiet for like three seconds, goes, "Okay, that was great, bye." I'm like, "That's me. That is a thousand percent me." <laughs> I found a new thing that I wanted to try really quick. It sparked the dopamine. It stopped sparking the dopamine. I left. It was it's cinema. Uh, <laughs> Zach Zach has a PS pro tip. Uh, I found that when I'm starting to think, quote, man, what if everyone thinks the, this idea s- sucks? I just switch my inner monologue to Mr. Walter's voice, and suddenly it's like, look, some people just have bad taste. Here's why the hey! idea is dope. And I actually hey! gain a ton of confidence. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. That's a wonderful Glad tip. I love it. Glad I can help. It is super dope. <laughs> I assure you. I love it. Uh, okay, well, those were the uh, lister questions. Now on to the, 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 the topic that I uh, thought would be an uh, interesting one to talk about, which is what, what do you do when you don't want to write? <sighs> I'm assuming we have to write in this scenario, because if I don't want to write... Yeah, so, and, 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 write. and there's, there's this kind of yeah. the, like, disclaimer that I want to put, put ahead of it. It's just like, if... If you are still like writing as a hobby, for instance, like if you're sick, just just take the day off. Like, don't you don't have to do that. If you don't have a deadline, be nice to yourself. Self-care is important. But there are times when there is a deadline, when there there are things that you have to meet and whatnot. And you got to write. So what do you do? Recover your spell slots. Yeah, Um, I've, I've shared with you guys before something that I wish were not true, but it just is, is my brain just won't give it to me until it has to. Like, mm. like if I, if I have three weeks to do a thing, my brain's like, check back in three days, you know, <laughs> and I'll try, I'll try. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm here, we're at the keyboard. It is time to do the thing. And my brain's like, mm, IDK, Super dude, not. you know, <laughs> yeah. check, check back in a crispy, 14 to 18 days and then i got you're, you you're like but my next few days are completely full it's like check back with me at 2 a.m yeah. <laughs> hey, but, but you know what though when you get here at 2 a.m i got you though like i mean like, like that's good i got you yeah um what i will say from from a tactical standpoint because we've, we've you know we, we've chewed at this a bunch of times over over the episodes uh the pomodoro thing has really has been very helpful really very helpful that the yeah yeah because you can um it's like any any change in life if you're like you know i want to lose 50 pounds right 
Well, that's overwhelming. But when you're like, well, I want to lose a pound. <laughs> well, now it's in range and you lose a pound 50, 50 times. Well, you've done it. You've lost 50 pounds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, be, being like, I, I want to write a novel. Well, that's tough. One's like, okay, well, I want to write a chapter. I want to write a page. I want to write a paragraph because like the magic of NaNoWriMo, if you can get yourself to just be like, I'm going to write a sentence chances are high if you write a sentence you're gonna write another sentence and then you kind of get a little bit of a rolling start and you look like you've done some things so i i would say my 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 micro advice is just be easy with yourself and pare it down like literally be just literally tell yourself i'm gonna write a sentence and if that's all that comes out, that's okay. Because in the fullness of time, you'll finish the thing. If you if you do mm-hmm. a sentence every day, it'll take a mm-hmm. while, but it will happen. And chances are, you get there. Grease, uh, the, you know, the, the the groove groove gets a little greased, and you know, you look up, and then you're having a pretty good session. <laughs> uh, I have, I think, three things I do, maybe four. I like doing pomodoros, but I feel like if I'm really in the, I don't want to work. Yeah. Uh, the Pomodoro doesn't do it because uh, I will absolutely say, yeah, I'm going to work for 25 minutes and then I will end up working for 10 and then fucking around mm-hmm. um, because I don't have very good willpower in general because I every time I'm like, you can have this reward when you do the thing. I'm like, I'm an adult. Don't tell me. <laughs> what uh, it doesn't work great. So. Things that I that I do when I when I have to write and I don't want to write depends on kind of the problem because like so I'm working on this book right now I had a really hard time starting it and I didn't like what I was writing and it was like pulling teeth because I was just like ugh, ugh, ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I ended up doing was I went back and I wrote the chapter again but I wrote it in first person now this hmm. is IP work this is a tie-in novel so I cannot write the novel in first person they don't want that. But writing it in first person sort of takes it out of this like place that's already gotten thorny and I don't want to do it and put makes it something else. And it also hmm. lets me be in the character's voice a little tighter because the part of the problem was I didn't know the character very well. So trying it again, writing it from that perspective made something I liked a lot better. And once I got a little momentum on that, I pasted it over. I went through and I changed the the tense and the POV and I massaged the sentences that got awkward and then I was off to the races. And so that's working really well for this one. Um, Another thing that I have done in the past, um, especially if it's like I have an outline, I know I have to do these things and I don't want to do them. Like, I think this sounds stupid. I think this isn't interesting to write, but I know it belongs there. So what do I do? Um, Sometimes I write it I write it as bad as I can. Like Mm. I intentionally make it really stupid and ridiculous because that is, it's like, I, so this is a thing I've also heard that you can do if you're, if you're stuck and I've tried it a couple of times, it doesn't sort of click quite the same way, but if you're feeling really self-conscious, like if you're having a hard time going because you feel like, oh, it's not that good, change your font to comic sans. (laughs) Nothing is serious in comic sans. (laughs) Nothing is earth shattering in comic sans. So it's all okay. It's all okay. It can be imperfect because the font itself is an imperfect font. Um, So similarly, like write the thing, write it dumb, write it as dumb as you can. Put in details you know are wrong. What's up? I would just like to insert, do you know the origin of Comic Sans? I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. 
I don't think I do. I don't. I don't. Watchmen. Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons made Comic Sans for what? Watchmen. Yes, he <laughs> created the font for That's Watchmen. Wild. The greatest graphic novel ever written is in the dumbest fucking font. <laughs> yes. Do, do you know what's interesting? Comic Sans is apparently easier to read if you're if you're mm. dyslexic. It's true. Yeah. Because the mm -hmm. shape is so different. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. It's not. It's still. It's still not Nothing. very serious. It still looks it's terrible. Well. Yeah. No, it's still um, still very good advice. But yes. So similarly, like like writing something and doing things you know are bad, it I feel like it takes that pressure off that you you've got to find the perfect way to write this. Well, guess what? No, you don't find yep. the imperfect way. And and what ends up happening is you fall into writing it well because it is actually hard to write things intentionally badly, like yep. at mm -hmm. least as hard as writing it well. Um, so that's number two. Number three is I've mentioned before this app I really like called Write or Die. Yeah. Um, where you set it, it sets a timer. You say, I want to write this many words for this long. Um, you can calibrate it to like your typing speed and then you go and you can set it to like, give you little rewards if you get your goal. But again, I have no willpower. So I'm like, why would I wait for you to show me a kitten? The internet is full of kittens, <laughs> but it'll do a thing where it will like beep at you annoyingly or show you a scary spider or start to leave <laughs> no! your words don't pick that one trevor no it'll do something as a like as a punishment if you stop and honestly once i start doing that and i know that there that the thing is sort of aware of it i will just start going and i will just write something and i will not have as much there as i want right it will be a little thin i will need to go back and fill in you know place description i'm not good at thinking about space on my first pass so like i'll mm. go be like oh okay here's here's some better detail about the building they're standing in and what it feels like and what it smells like and all that stuff but i'll have the bones i'll have something to work off of and it is so much easier to revise a bad thing than to create something whole cloth mm. yep. the other and thing that oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say once again it's perfect in your head you know yep. get it out get it out the last one is dangerous because it either works or it absolutely will screw you up. Oh, here we and go. And that is work with someone else. It has to be mm. someone else who's working. You cannot do this with someone who's happy to chit chat. <clears throat> um, but if someone is watching you work, sometimes that just kind of clicks you into like, okay, I need to not dick around. Like everybody's going to know if I'm doing crossword puzzles instead of working. So... I need to focus. I have a whole show where I do Pomodoro uh, sprints. And part of what works really well for me is that there's a camera on me. If I'm not actually working, if I'm like fucking around on my phone or something, like at least 20 people know I'm doing that. So <laughs> yeah, I can't. Co-working co co is the most dangerous game. Um, it is. It is risky. Yeah. Yeah. Because it definitely, there have been times I'm like, let's co-work. And what do we do? We have coffee and we chit yep. chat. Yeah. yeah and we do not that yep yep so when know, I was know doing... what you're know who you're working with and what you're doing when i was doing community management stuff like i i could work uh while like in a google meets with coworkers and stuff like that but now writing adventures and stuff I'm like nope i can't all right i'll catch y'all later bye <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep. I, I, I will admit, like, part, part of this, uh, the idea for this question came about because, like, I, I am now in this spot where I went from someone who didn't have a deadline for their writing to I now have a deadline for my writing. Um, and there have absolutely been a few days where I'm like, well, shit. Um, 
how I word. <laughs> you, you know, um, I very rarely try and, you know, uh, proselytize to you all with things that I myself do not do. Okay. <laughs> but one thing that comes up consistently and I'm sure is probably accurate is just that consistency. Like mm -hmm. your brain will become trained if you're like from nine to 11, this is what we do. And, yeah. you know, some days it'll be a thousand words and some days it'll be 10,000. But there, but there is there is power in habit. You know, that uh, even even uh, divorced from the deadline, just like this is the time that I write yeah. and I sit down. And even if you write, um, you know, attempt to write badly, like Aaron was saying, or, you know, work on another project. I'm a huge fan of multiple projects. I know we don't always have the luxury with that with um, uh, deadlines, but it was. Yeah. A, 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 well, I picked that up from Mark Victor Hansen, the chicken soup for the soul guy and his argument and his argument is correct. I've lived it is you'll always be feeling inspired about something. Mm. You know what I mean? That it's like if this, pro you know, if the action adventure story is not doing it for you, maybe the murder mystery is, you know, maybe, maybe the romance is, maybe the, um, you know. I mean, what, yeah, yeah. to be fair, I've, I've like, I've, I guess I've kind of been doing that. Like today I was trying to work on an adventure and I, I wasn't, the, the steam wasn't rolling on that. So I went and worked on another champion's equipment and yep. uh was getting stuff done there and then i went and worked on a bio so i was kind of like jumping around to these different writing things and getting stuff out where i could that all counts though yeah yep. that all counts i know nope. i just know there's gonna be a day where it's just like well all your other writing's done except this one Good <laughs> and, and for, for what it's worth trevor and dear listener it happens to literally everyone it just happened to me yeah. this past weekend I, I was and I, I talked to you guys about it and I was even talking on Twitter. I mean, it's it's a project. I still can't talk about it, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. it's it's a, it's a it's a it's working on a dream IP. Yeah. You know, something I truly ecstatic to get to do. And it still was just like, yeah, <sighs> got a word now. <laughs> this is another thing. Like There are times where that feeling like you just need to listen to it. Like you're yep. not going to do anything good right now. Um, if you have this feeling for like a week straight and you have a deadline, you have a problem. You yeah. need to figure out a way around it or you need to contact the person you have the contract with and say, hey, we got to do something. But there is a point where you're burned out. Um, yep. I find, well, one, I had COVID and there's just yeah. like, I'm getting better. But there was a there was a while there where I could feel my brain hit a wall and it was like, oh, yeah. that's it. Nothing Hard. I do after this is going to be worth anything. Yeah, yep. it's like, it, it's kind of, it's almost nice because I feel like that wall still exists. I just don't have the same sense of it. So I can tell, like, the words start coming slower. I'm not as happy with the things I'm writing. I forget, like, where I was going and I need to go to bed. But it there wasn't this, like, bam, that's it. You're shut off. Uh, so I have mixed feelings about that. I don't recommend it, but it, it kind of worked a little bit. Um, zero out of 10 yeah <laughs> yeah or like you know there are times where i'll have like a super productive day and then the next day i've like have not filled the tank back up yeah and i'm so tired and the just i can't write so like be sensitive to that like don't don't give i i i, I hesitate just a little bit because i know there are people out there who really want to write like want to write yeah. a book but always have a reason they're not writing the book. And if that's yep. you and you really want to write a book, like you need to get 
to a place where you actually really want to write yeah. the book and yep. and get past those blocks but but don't punish yourself for for like you know hitting a wall because you're not gonna you know it's you can't squeeze blood from a stone and in this case your brain is the stone <laughs> stone brain blood. stone yep. brain yep yeah All true though yeah the 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 sitting like i i i i i know the saying you can't squeeze uh, blood from a stone and like some like there's been a few times where it's just, it has felt like there where i'm like i i know these characters i know what they're supposed to be doing i just can't get that the the the, the dialogue mm-hmm. out there and everything like that you know i wonder too because like so uh as you guys witnessed recently my son is uh not great at sleeping and one of the things that will happen, and it happens like happens with everybody, but it's very noticeable in kids, is like different parts of your brain start to go to sleep. Like you'll be awake, but you have no executive function left, mm. for example. Right. And they sort of like shut down in the order of do you need this? So like your your amygdala goes down last, basically, or something along these lines. So like my son will have trouble sleeping. He will get up. And if he is if it is late enough into the night, it is impossible to reason with him because he is so like he's so convinced like he's been awake forever and that he can't sleep and you'll be like, try these things. And he'll be like, forget exactly what you just said. And in a similar way, like if you're working and you're working, especially when you work late at night, I feel like some of that happens where you're like, I should just be able to knock this out. I know Mm -hmm. the story. I've got the outline. I know the characters. Why is this not working? Am I broken? It's like, no, your frontal lobe went to sleep. Just fucking go to bed. (laughs) Yep. Uh, yeah, I um, my youngest also has a lot of trouble sleeping and always has. And last night texted me at 4 a.m. saying that she felt sad and hopeless in her room. <laughs> I felt so bad because I was asleep at the time. Like if I'd been awake, I at least would have come and kissed her on the head and been like, go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would have. I would have acknowledged it. So, you know, waking up to that. But sp- she literally wrote, I feel sad and hopeless. Aww. I was like, oh, right? my gosh. There's so, it, yeah. yeah, I feel I feel bad sometimes because, yeah, he gets like that. He gets very like, mm-hmm. like, I will never sleep again and, and no one cares. <laughs> and it's like, I don't care. I've literally yep. told you the things that you can do. You're not yep. listening to me. You're yep. so tired. Yep. I'm leaving now. You've also, also slept like, every night of your life. Yeah, That's the thing I always say to him is like, you will fall asleep eventually. You yeah. always yeah. fall asleep eventually. And someday yeah. you might not. And the world will keep turning. It is okay if you actually don't sleep one night. It's not <laughs> ideal, but you won't die of it. I've done it a yep. few times by choice. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, again, like, I wait till you're in week. college, kid. Yeah, right. Or or have a major writing deadline. <laughs> yeah. Or have a major writing I did straight. I did straight up twenty four hours. I think I told y'all. Like, I mean, twenty four hours, <laughs> almost to the minute. Yeah. Good but you know what happened? Thing got submitted. Yeah. <laughs> and they were happy with it. Like it didn't. It, like it wasn't like garbage when it got there too. Like it was. Uh, you know. It was. Uh, That's it was good. good stuff. I, mean, I can't say that if I wrote for twenty four hours that I would uh, be coherent there at the end. So. Don't I'd be, be looking like at me. the like word the going. That's not how you spell that. It's it is it is by no, by no means aspirational. I am I'm not advising anybody to do this. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I would pass through the like what are our words even phase, and then I would be writing, 
something and it would not be great but i would be crying because it would be the most beautiful thing i've ever written <laughs> i don't know very I, emotional when i'm sleepy i don't know why i'm like this i, I really don't but uh it's uh, <laughs> make it work you know again it serves me when i can perform miracles in in time that other people can't do it but it does not serve me it literally all the other times <laughs> uh all right well i think that is a good place to wrap things up friends uh where can people find you and what awesome things you're working on uh you can find me on twitter at erin m evans i guess you can find me on instagram at all the ironies but i i don't even don't think i follow pictures. you on there you should except mm -hmm. don't really i don't i don't know i need to learn to take pictures because twitter's mm -hmm. You should because you're beautiful. <laughs> uh, not when I take my picture because I'm really bad at it. So that's the thing. But anyway, um, I just feel like I should tell people that because I'm any day now. Twitter seems like it's going to burn right? to the ground fully. So anyway, that's a thing. But you oh, can uh, come join me on Concentration Check on Mondays uh, on twitch.tv slash dungeon scrawlers at 1.30 p.m. Pacific. Come do some Pomodoro sprints with me. Um, and you can pick up my book, Empire of Exiles, the first book of the Usurper. Uh, or if you've already done that, the second book, Relics of Ruin, is up for pre-order. And I got my notes back, guys. Got my notes back. I have to make a couple more changes, but they're not crazy. So that means this hey. book is actually happening. Yay. And I'm not jinxing it to tell you that, to pre-order. So yeah. please pre-order. It helps so much. Just for the record, y'all, no matter how many things you publish, no matter how many things you get out there, every time you submit it, you have that moment of holding your breath to get the red lines back that you're just yep. like, you're like, one, I hope the notes are minimal Two, I hope the notes aren't fucking stupid. <laughs> you were not fucking stupid at all. And also not bad. Uh, yeah. I just pre-ordered the one with one click. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I too am over here pre-ordering. I'm doing. <laughs> see, see how easy as, it is to be listeners. You're right now. It's true. All, all the cool March kids do it. To read it. <laughs> but say, and, and and then you know, it's just like a, a surprise package shows up one day that you're like, "Ooh, what's this?" And you're like, "It is a delightful yarn spun <laughs> by Muse of Literature." <laughs> Muse of Yeah. Uh, B. Dave Walters, I say words about things. I pull late nights and gas up my friends. And you can follow me on the Twitterograms <laughs> at B. Dave Walters. That's mm -hmm. it. That's the thing I do. Yeah. <gasps> dive, dive, diving back in on another screenplay. That's that's uh, that's that's where I am now. That's uh, I, I, I'm splitting my time between finishing one other project and, and, and getting that out the door. So that's uh, trying to get while the gets good. Is 14 Day Writer still available? 14 day writer is available <laughs> man that's gonna stay available yeah <laughs> it's in the shit it it um, will yeah. carve five years off your journey to being a professional writer yeah uh you can follow me on twitter uh at the trevor there's an a hiding in there uh you can find me on the dungeon scrawler show uh adventures guide to the multiverse uh that's happening every other week uh and the vods are up on their youtube channel uh yeah that is gonna do it for this week's episode of writing about dragon shit thank you so much for uh joining us and listening the best way to support the show is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice tell your friends about the show uh if you have any questions like our awesome listeners did today uh, and yes listeners that i questions that we didn't get to we will get to yours trust me uh we'll, we'll 
we'll, we'll get them in the next few episodes but if you have your own and haven't sent them in you can send them into writing about dragons the shit at gmail.com and if you'd like to keep up to date on the show you can follow us on twitter at about dragons but until next week you're right about some dragons and shit crazy they get mail on a sunday <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>